0: The following message is from the audio ministry of Coastal Community Church. We trust you'll find it helpful and encouraging. Now, here's Pastor Chris Rollins. We got a great day planned today. Um, A couple of things I wanted to remind you about. Um, We have a newcomer's reception coming up. And man, here at Coastal, we have guests each and every Sunday. And uh, we... uh, we like to provide a, a little next step for you. I know sometimes you come to a church and you're kind of curious about, you know, the church and the history and, you know, maybe meeting the pastor and meeting some staff and other things, and you're just not really sure how to go about that. Well, here at Coastal, we make it very simple. Um, about every couple of months, we have what we call a newcomer's reception. Uh, it's immediately after the second service, after the 1115 service, we provide pizza. It only lasts about, about 35, 40 minutes. Uh, I introduce my, uh, myself, tell a little bit of my story, introduce our staff, and uh, It's a great way uh, to get connected here at Coastal. And so that is coming up. That's actually next Sunday after the second service. And uh, if you're here this morning, you're interested in that, uh, you can sign up for that on your Connect card. And uh, so go ahead and do that. We would greatly appreciate it. Let me ask you a question. Um, Have you ever been uh, caught in, in a terrible storm? I mean, a terrible storm, maybe, you know, here in Charleston, maybe uh, out on the water. And, and I mean a legitimately dangerous storm where you were afraid, where you felt like things were completely out of your control. Now, if you've lived here in Charleston for any length of time, uh, you probably have a storm story, right? I mean, you know, Hurricane Hugo, for those of us who are way back in the day, or then all the other hurricanes that have come since, we have all have a storm story. And storms can be scary. But they're not the only kind of storms that we face in our lives, are they? They're not. There are marriage storms. There are career storms. Financial storms, health storms. You know, today, of course, is uh, Mother's Day, and if you've got kids, uh, there are times your whole life feels like you're riding out a hurricane, and uh, you missed the evacuation, and now there's no more milk or bread left on the shelves, right? Right? kind of how you feel sometimes, especially moms. Um, The real overwhelming storms though are, are the storms that come into our lives unexpectedly. That's when you feel powerless and out of control. You know, maybe today you find yourself in the middle of an unexpected storm. The rain's coming down. The winds are blowing. The water is rising. And you are worried and afraid. Here's what I want you to know today. You are not alone. Jesus is with you in the middle of the storm. In fact, he wants to calm your storm and exchange the fear that you might have right now with his peace. And that's why uh, today, as we continue in our This is Jesus series, today I want us to look at a real fascinating story uh, of when Jesus was caught in the middle of a dangerous storm. And from this story, we're going to develop a deeper understanding of who Jesus is and a deeper trust to see us through. Uh, Today, this is week four of This Is Jesus, and each week we've been kind of building and learning more and more about him. Maybe today you've got some questions about is he really who he says he is? Today we actually have a a gift for you. This is for everybody, anybody who's a reader. uh, It's on the back uh, uh, table on your way out. You can pick up a copy of The Case for Christ, and it's kind of an apologetics book, uh, kind of a deeper understanding and a look at is Jesus really who he says he is? But let me set the scene for you today for today's story. Uh, Jesus has been teaching all day long to some very large crowds, and quite honestly, he's exhausted, he's tired, and uh, he wants to get away to rest. So he and his disciples get in a boat uh, to go to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. Now, the Sea of Galilee, you got to understand, is really just a very, very large freshwater lake. So they get in the boat in search of peace and quiet, but as so often happens in life, they are interrupted by an unexpected storm. Follow along as I read in Mark chapter 4. It's on your outline. If you have, if you've already pulled that out, and it's on the screen. So, they took Jesus in the boat and started out leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. Isn't that, isn't that the way it usually is? You know, you're wanting to get some peace and quiet, and uh, others follow. Mom, you, make your, you lock yourself in the bathroom door, and they're banging, you know, banging on the door. But... Soon, a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. Now, what I want you to see here is they weren't expecting this storm. The disciples are completely caught off guard. Water's filling up. They're legitimately afraid. I mean, they thought they were going down and they were going to drown. Verse 38 Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. I love how descriptive this is. Stop there for a second. Just picture the absurdity of this scene. It is pouring down rain, thunder, lightning, likely no covering on the boat. That's not the way boats were then. They were about to go down. And what is Jesus doing? He's taking a nap. He's taking a nap. Now, the disciples didn't think that was very funny. It continues. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? Let me ask you, you ever feel that way? That you're caught in the middle of a storm and it feels like you're going to drown and quite honestly you think to yourself, where are you, Jesus? You know, wake up. You know, you know. why don't you make it go away? Why aren't you helping me? I mean, don't you care what I'm going through? That's probably how they felt. Verse 39, when Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Now, remember, Jesus is the creator. He is the one who holds all things together and every single storm is under his control. So he says, silence be still. Verse 40, then he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were completely terrified. Now, initially they were afraid of the storm, but then they're afraid of Jesus. Uh, Verse 41, the disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? they asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. Now, this is an incredible miracle, but I believe there's something much more deeper, deeper happening here than beside just Jesus making the wind and the rain stop. Jesus is proving that he is in complete control over all creation, and he can can calm any storm and calm any storm that you're facing. The storm of losing a loved one. The storm of cancer. The storm of miscarriage. The storm of a lost dream. Whatever storm that you're going through right now, whatever fear that you have, just as Jesus was in control of the storm on the sea, you can trust that Jesus is in charge of your storm too. And if you trust him, he can replace your fear with his peace. And so that's what I want us to talk about today. I want us to learn how we can experience God's peace in whatever storm it is we find ourselves in. How do I exchange my fear for God's peace in the middle of a storm? Well, let's look at it. Here's the first step. Number one, acknowledge that life is full of storms. You know, if I want peace, the first step is just to acknowledge that life is going to be full of storms. Now, I, I want to be clear here trusting Jesus does not mean that storms are not going to come into your life and that it's all going to work out just the way you want it to, that it's all going to be easy because that's not how life works. I mean, the hard truth is is that life is going to be filled with storms. Now, sometimes you and I are going to face storms that are because of the bad decisions that we've made. Sometimes you face a storm because of a bad decision that somebody else made. Sometimes you face a storm because we just live in a sinful world a sinful and broken world. Sometimes God's going to let you go through a storm because he wants to teach you something. He wants to grow you up a little bit and maybe even prepare you for something even bigger in your life. And so here's my challenge for all of us today. Stop going through life expecting that it's going to be storm-free because it's not. God's peace doesn't come with the absence of storms. It comes knowing that no matter what you're going through, big or small, that Jesus is always with you and that he's always in control. I mean, let's be honest. Nobody wants to go through storms, right? I mean, we want our life to be storm-free. We want everything to work out the way we want it to. But I don't know if you've noticed, the storms of life always seem to interrupt our wants, don't they? I mean, even for Jesus and his disciples, go back to the story. Remember, Jesus is what? He's tired. You know, he's been teaching all day. He's exhausted. He just wants some rest. And just as soon as they finally get a little bit of rest, you know, that's when the storm hits. Now, put yourself in the boat for a moment. The disciples at this point, they've been with Jesus for a while. I mean, they've seen his power. They've seen him perform some pretty awesome miracles at this point. So in a way, you kind of think they should know that as long as they're there with Jesus, everything's going to be okay. But they don't. This fierce storm comes out of nowhere, and it's not a soft rain shower. It's a dangerous, life-threatening storm. Waves are crashing into the boat. And I don't know about you, if you've ever been out in the the, the water, you know, afar from shore, and it gets crazy, there's something even more scarier about that, right? I mean, it's filling with water. They're, They're beginning to sink. They're legitimately afraid. And that's how it usually is in life. I mean, the storms that come into our lives are not expected, they, they, they don't give you warning. They don't give you time to prepare. You know, you don't get an announcement from the governor that you got a week to, you know, to evacuate. We, we, we don't get that. They absolutely come out of nowhere. I mean, you didn't expect to lose your job, but you walked in on a Monday morning and out of nowhere that storm hit. You thought your marriage was fine, but your spouse comes home and tells you they're leaving you for the love of their life. You know, you you spoke to your parents just last week and your mom or your dad, they were fine, but then you get the phone call and it's cancer. And just like the disciples in the boat, you're caught in an unexpected storm and your life is cast into chaos. Chaos. Now, let me say this, and if you think that just because you're a Christian that life is going to be easier or you're going to have less problems, then you might be surprised at what Jesus said one time to his followers in John 16, Now, we like this first part, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Now, look what's connected to that peace, though. In this world, you will have what? Trouble. Trouble. Toddlers. No, <laughs> no, you'll have Trouble. But he says, "Take teenagers, I know they're all starting with T, right? I can just keep going. Um, But take heart. Jesus said, I've overcome the world. Now, Jesus is crystal clear here. He says, in this life, you're going to face trials and struggles and storm. You're going to find yourselves in a small boat, in a big sea, in the middle of a fierce storm. But the good news is we don't face them alone. And Jesus says, no matter how big the storm, I am bigger. No matter how powerful the storm, I am more powerful. So don't pretend that life is going to be storm-free because it's not. Which leads me to number two. Believe that Jesus is in control of the storm. Believe that Jesus is in control of my storms. That's the key. Because if you're ever going to experience peace, you've got to believe this. You know, in our story, the disciples are freaking out, right? I mean, they think they're going to drown. But I want you to look at Jesus' response. Verse 39, when Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind. He said to the waves, silence, be still. And suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Just three words. Silence, be still. That's it. Wouldn't you love it if you could do that, you know, on a daily basis to, you know, those kids and those situations, right? But that's all it took. That's the power of Jesus. He brings peace to any chaos, uh, calm to any storm, order to chaos. Now, it's obvious that Jesus is speaking directly to the storm here, but I can't help but wonder when Jesus says, silence, be still, if he's not also talking to the disciples and to you and me. Because the same power of Jesus that calmed the waves can calm our hearts. You see, when we become followers of Jesus, we enter into this personal, daily relationship with God where we can talk to Him at any moment throughout our day. We can experience His love and His peace and His power. And yet, and yet, almost without fail, whenever a storm hits, whenever the ra- waves come crashing in, we get afraid. And the moment something goes wrong, we forget that Jesus still sits on the throne and He is still in control and that He is Lord of all things. Listen. Listen, it's easy to believe that Jesus is in control when everything is calm. When everything is going your way. But here's the question for all of us today. Can you still believe that Jesus is in control when the storm hits? And the waves are crashing in. And you feel like you're sinking. You know, right now you might be in the middle of a storm. And if so, can you just right now hit pause? Take a deep breath. And can you believe? Can you really believe that Jesus is in control of your situation? That he's in control of the storm that you're going through. That he still sits on the throne. That he's got this. That he's not going to allow you to go under. Because if you can do that, you can experience his peace. A peace that mystifies everybody else around you That while they're freaking out in the storm. Because listen to me, it is not, it is not the size of the storm that matters. It's the size of the God that you believe in. Do you believe that? It's not the size of the storm that matters. It's the size of your God. Proverbs 10.25 says it this way, When the storms of life come, the wicked are whirled away, but the godly have a lasting foundation. So what about you? Who or what is your foundation when you face a storm. Who or what do you rely on? Is it Jesus? Is it the one who is the creator of the universe, the one who's in control? Listen, that storm that you're going through today, maybe it did blindside you. Maybe it came out of nowhere. Maybe it caught you by surprise. But you need to know this. It did not catch God by surprise. He was ready for it. He knows everything that we go through. He knows everything that you're going through today, tomorrow, next week, and next year. But remember this. Not every storm is going to be instantly calmed or go away quickly. And that's especially when we need to believe in and lean into the promises of Jesus more than ever before. Hebrews 13.5 For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. Some of you need to hear that today. Some of the moms here today, you need to hear that. And then this is what we get, listen to this, so we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I will have no what? No fear. Because Jesus is the creator, because God is who he says he is, I don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid, because God says when you believe in him, he's never going to leave you, he's never going to abandon you. Now, one of the ways we express that belief in Jesus, that he is in control, is number three, call out to Jesus during my storms. Now, when the storms of life come, I don't know about everybody in this room, but I'll tell you about my my own first instinct, honestly, is usually to take matters into my own hands. I'm kind of a, you know, I'm a leader, I'm a type A person, kind of fix it, I'm a man. I just, I want to fix it. I want to say first, you know what, hey, I got it, I can handle it. Instead of going to Jesus first. But as soon as the storm hits, I want you to notice what the disciples did. It says, the disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care we're going to drown? Now again, that's how it feels sometimes, doesn't it? Like God doesn't care what we're going through. God, my life's falling apart. How'd you let this happen? But here's what I want you to get. I don't want you to miss this. What did they still do though? They cried out to Jesus. And you know what? I think it's okay to get mad at God. I think it's okay to question God. He's God. Trust me. He's big enough to handle it. You know, I tell people all the time, I say this at funerals all the time, our God's love for you is big enough to handle your doubt. Our God's love for you is big enough to handle your anger. But the key is, and here's the key, for all storms, you've got to call out to Him. Whether you're calling out to him in anger or desperation, praise, confusion, doubt, I don't think it matters. Whatever the motivation, just call out to Jesus. You see, sometimes I think that's why we get stuck in the storm a little bit longer because instead of calling out to Jesus, we take matters into our own hands and we try to fix the situation ourselves without his help, without his guidance. And usually what happens is we drive our lives deeper and deeper into the storm, creating more what? Anxiety, worry, and fear. Listen, no matter how deep you're in it right now, no matter how far away from God you might feel today, you can always cry out to Jesus. It is never too late. He's never never more than, you know, one cry, one step away. And he promises that he's going to give you what you need to make it through the storm. So, again, let's apply this to ourselves this morning. What about you? Where do you normally turn first when the storms of life hit? I mean, do you just try to navigate yourself as much as possible? You know, do you start drinking? Do you, start, do you turn to food to numb the pain as a distraction? Who do you call out to for help? Listen to this passage. Philippians 4 tells us exactly what we should do. Listen to this. Don't worry about anything. Now, that's easy to say, isn't it, Right? I mean, that sounds like the church thing. You know, the answer is always Jesus, right? You know, don't worry about anything. How in the world do you do that in the middle of a storm? Well, he actually tells us here. Instead, what? Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all that He has done. And then, then you'll experience God's what? His peace which exceeds everything, anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. He says, call out to him. Now, by the way, he doesn't say here, you know, don't worry, pray, and you'll never have a storm. It doesn't say that. He says that God will give you peace that passes understanding. He says, call out to him, cry out to him. And when you do, he'll be with you in the middle of that storm. He'll see you through it. So, look back at your outline. How do I do this? How do I exchange my fear for God's peace in the middle of a storm? I acknowledge that life is full of storms. I believe that Jesus is in control of the storm. I call out to him in the storm. And then finally, number four, don't forget that Jesus is with me in my storm. Listen, when the wind is blowing and the rain is driving and the waves are crashing, it's so easy to get overwhelmed. And it's so easy to feel like you're all alone You know, as a man, as a woman, a husband, a wife, a parent, a mom, a dad. It's easy, listen, but you can be sure of this. There never has been, nor will there ever be a storm that you go through that Jesus is not right there in the middle of it with you. And that's why when you're in the middle of it, one of the best things that you and I can do is to actually think back to a storm that we endured, that we went through, and remember how God was there with you and how he was faithful and how he saw you through. It gives you assurance for the present. Look at Psalm 77 verse 11. But then I what? I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds long, of, of long ago. You see, remembering Jesus' presence in the past brings peace in the present. Did you get that? Remembering Jesus' presence in the past brings peace in the present. Now, Remembering a time when things got tough. When someone was sick. When the bills were piling up. When your heart was broken into a, a, tiny, a thousand tiny pieces. And God was still faithful. You know, remember a time when it seemed like you couldn't take anymore and you were about to go under. And Jesus said, silence, be still. And he calmed your heart. And he replaced your fear with his peace. Listen, I do not know what storm it is that you're facing right now. And I don't know what storm might be around the corner uh, this week, next week, next month, or next year. But remember, this is Jesus. He is the one who holds all things together. He is the one who brings all things purpose. There is no storm that has ever existed or ever will exist that is too big for him. And so as we end today, there is a special gift that Jesus wants to give you. You see, if you're a follower of Jesus, this gift is available to you right now. And by the way, if you're a follower of Jesus, this gift has been available to you every moment of your life since you said yes to him. It's the gift of his peace, no matter the circumstance. Now, for some of you, receiving this peace that only Jesus can offer begins by making the decision to surrender your life to Jesus for the very first time. Maybe until this point in your life, if you are honest with yourself, you've been trying to kind of do things your own way. And you've been trying to to manage and navigate the storms of life all by yourself. And and it's kind of left you with, with fear and worry and uncertainty and not a lot of peace. Listen, if you're ready to experience God's peace in this life and in the next, Today is your day. This is your moment, your time to say yes to Jesus. To make him the Lord and the leader of your life. And it's so simple to do that. It's just a matter of you admitting the obvious, that you have blown it. That you've made mistakes. That The Bible says sin. And that all, all that means is that we've missed the mark. The, the, the standard of judgment is not me. It's not you, it's not your friends or your neighbors, it's God. It's his holiness. And compared to that, we we all miss the mark, we all sin. So you admit it. And then you simply ask Jesus Christ to be your Savior and your Lord. You believe, it's faith. You put your faith and your trust in him and in him alone and what he's done for you. And you can do it right here and right now. Bow your heads and pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, God, today I thank you for your word. And Lord, I do thank you for this day, Mother's Day, that we set aside to uh, thank and and honor the moms among us. God, the reality is for many, today is, you know, a difficult day. It's one that brings up uh, pain and loss and heartache. But the reality is, that is universal for all of us. We all go through storms. And we need someone to be with us in the middle of it. And I just thank you for Jesus. This is him. This is who he is. That he does understand. That he is in the middle of it with us. And he is waiting on us simply to cry out to him. To trust him. And to, for us to have faith that he will see us through. And so, God, I just pray that you would bring your healing power today in this room. And, God, that, that in, in many ways you would just say the words, silence, be still, and that your people receive your peace and that you would be with them no matter what it is that they're going through. And, Father, there are some here today who have not yet become friends with you they have not yet entered into a personal relationship with you and listen if you're ready to do that today if you are ready to receive the peace of God that passes all understanding if you're ready to receive forgiveness of your sin assurance of a home in heaven you can do that right here and right now cry out to God call out to him dear heavenly father I want to come home I admit it, God. I am a mess. I have made mistakes. I have sinned. But I believe. Today, I believe. I believe that Jesus is who He said He is, what Your Word says about Him, that He is Your Son, that He is the Savior, the Creator of all things. He is the Lord of all things. And today, God, I ask Him to be my Savior And my Lord. I put my faith and my trust in Him and Him alone. I believe He went to the cross for my sin. I believe that He rose from the dead and He is alive. And now, God, for the rest of my days, I want to follow Him. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to a message from Pastor Chris Rollins of Coastal Community Church. For more information about Coastal or to explore what your next step of faith might look like, check us out online at coastalcommunitychurch.org. From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, thanks for listening.